0: going on? Welcome back everybody to the Prescribed Truth Podcast. I am your host Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. Also a part of the Christian podcast community. Guys, I am so glad and so thankful to be before you one more time. It has been too long since the last time I have did a podcast and I just want to thank you all so much for continuing to download and continuing to listen to the content from The Prescribed Truth. I am so grateful to the Lord for you guys. Just don't know but I am back once again and prayerfully guys keep me in prayer. I want to be able to do this consistently because guys it's been a year. I've made it my first year in podcasting. And I couldn't even celebrate it like I wanted to, <laughs> but I am so grateful to God that I didn't know I could do this consistently. And, pray, and praise God that I've, I've been able to, with the help of Andrew Apperpoor, Dwayne, uh, Colleen, and, and others in the Christian podcast community, who've like given me support and given me pointers and everything else. I'm super, super grateful to all you guys. And um, and even and then coming out to actually get the best podcast, like. You know, it just is uh, so encouraging. Um, but with that being said, I did want to come with some reflection on this day, some reflection. I'm reading through Psalm 49 and I just wanted just to read through this guy and just hopefully encourage you guys um, as well as encourage myself through everything that's going on. Out in our culture and in the world with uh, coronavirus and COVID-19 and um, the uncertainties concerning the government and everything else. But even with all the uncertainties in the world, we can be certain of one thing, of one thing. God is sovereign. God is still true. And that right there has been carrying me through, through all the myths of all this mess. You know, it's been, it's been helping me out. Tremendously, um, so <laughs> I, I, I was so excited to say hello to you guys, and I forgot to mention that if you want to contact me, you could do so by emailing me at prescribe dot truth at gmail dot com. And guys, if you haven't noticed, um, I I'm been very poor in putting this information out there, and I apologize for that. But if you'd like to contact me. Um, outside of the email, you can call me at a new number. And that number is 706 225 9676. That number is 706 225 9676. And that should also be in the description as well. Um, so, yes, a new number. So, if you have been contacting me at the 801 number, I do apologize as since I changed phones. Um, the app that I use for that number doesn't work on this phone. And so I haven't received any of those calls or any of those voicemails and I do apologize to you guys. I'm trying to get it together, trying to get it back on track. All right. But that is the new number. So if you'd like to reach me, if you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by joining me on Patreon for only a dollar more a month. I greatly appreciate you guys as it's helped support the podcast and going forward and the expenses that go towards the website and everything else. Um, recently, I just had some issues with the website. It was show, It was showing that it was unsafe. And turns out that it was, uh, a, a phishing virus, uh, malicious, um, software, or something like that on the site. And I had to remove that file and, and go through all that and then go through, um, get in touch with Google to get them to remove the um, warning and everything else. And so, it should be safe to go to the website. So if you haven't visited the website, please consider going to prescribetruth.com dot com and you can check out the videos on there as well as join the email list and uh, support on Patreon and everything else from the website. And I greatly appreciate it. So with this scripture, with the scripture, it says that it's a psalm of the sons of Korah, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all peoples. Now, this is starting at verse 1. Psalm 49. Just going to read through this, guys. I hopefully encourage you guys, as, like I said, as well as it encourages me. Give ear all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on the harp. Now, when I read this, man, I'm, I'm like, OK, obviously the scripture is speaking to all people, not just to believers, but everybody like this here is about to give us a universal truth. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening in the world, there is a universal truth that we cannot deny. There's wisdom that we can't deny. There's understanding that we can't deny. We may reject, we may suppress, but we can't deny and this psalmist says, my mouth will speak wisdom. And we know wisdom comes from God. And the meditation of my heart will be understanding. And I think, man, in the midst of all this chaos, that has been the key. Using wisdom, yet having understanding. Having understanding of what's, being, what's going on and what's being said. Having wisdom, you know, and not taking things too lightly, but at the same time not panicking. Using wisdom and having understanding. And it says, I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on the harp. Why should I fear in the days of adversity when the iniquity of my foes surround me? Now, I know we're talking about we got a situation going on with COVID-19, but guys, I understand that as we as we go through this walk, especially for us believers, we go through this walk. There's iniquity around us and those who hate us and not so much because they hate us, but they hate Christ in us. And their iniquity surrounds us, but why should we fear in the days of adversity? Like we have, a, we have the, the culture okaying abortion and okaying same sex marriage, and you know, and all those things, and trying to find any kind of way to get us further away from the Bible and its truth. Why should we fear in the days of adversity? When the iniquity of my foes surround me, even those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches. I mean, how many conversations I was in this week of people saying that there are certain celebrities who obviously got a got a hold on life because of how wealthy they are, how how successful they are in their business and their their activity and their talents that they got a hold on life. They trust in their wealth. And they boast in the abundance of their riches. But then verse seven says, no man can by any means redeem his brother or give to God a ransom for him. Wow. Now, this is a verse that I I usually go to when I'm trying to explain to people that Jesus could not have been just a mere man. Like he must have been God in the flesh because this verse right here, verse seven says, "And no man can by any means redeem his brother. So Jesus As the scripture says that, hey, he's our brother, right? He's seeing us as brothers and yet calling us friends. He can't redeem us just being a mere man because it says no man. It didn't say whether it was a righteous man or an unrighteous man, but no man can by any means. That means even a sacrifice by giving of his own life. No man can by any means redeem his brother. Or give to God a ransom for him. But the psalmist doesn't just leave it here, man. And this is just shows how God in his providence just given us gospel truth even in this psalm. As as in the rest of scripture. He says, for the redemption of his soul is costly. Ooh. That's what it says. The redemption of his soul is costly. But why would that be vital? Why would that be vital? Because our sin costs us an eternity. <laughs> Our sin costs us an eternity. And it goes on and says, for the redemption of his soul is costly and he should cease trying forever. Forever, guys, that's an eternity. Forever is an eternity. That means man can never and will never be able to redeem his fellow brother. Wow. By any means, even by a sacrifice, Jesus had to have been more than just a man. And praise God, he is more than just a man. He's fully God and fully man because the cost that it takes to redeem our soul. And think about it. This scripture is talking about just one soul. Think about everybody that Christ has given his life for. Everybody for which his blood was shed. Ooh-wee. But this scripture is talking about just one man. One man can't even redeem another one man's soul. Man, my God. And it says he should cease trying forever. Stop it. Just stop. But if it's saying this for just how somebody try to redeem someone else, then what does this mean for the person who thinks they can work out their own salvation? And I ain't talking about what the scripture says, how every man should work out their own salvation. That's, we know what that's talking about, right? Making our calling and election sure, you know, doing inventory, knowing what's going on in our hearts and confessing that to the Lord and trusting in the Lord, trusting in the Holy Spirit. We get that part. But what does it mean for the person who thinks that by their works that will merit them? Communion with God, merit them reconciliation. If someone else can't redeem you at all, then why do you think you can redeem yourself at all by any means? You can't. Then verse nine says, well, let me, start, let me read verse eight again. I'm sorry, because give context for the redemption of his soul is costly and he should cease trying forever that he should live on eternally that he should not undergo decay. Wow. For he sees that even wise men die, the stupid and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses are forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They have called their lands after their own names. And you guys, even in our, even as believers, sometimes we, we fall in this trap. We fall in this trap. We sometimes believe that we got tomorrow, that we got tomorrow. Our houses are forever. Our dwelling places are forever. We will never leave. We will always have this. Our children, children and children, children will have this. We assume these things, but it's not always so. But we put a trust in these things. But verse 10, it it seems harsh, but it's truth. The stupid and the senseless alike perish. They do and leave their wealth to others. So they they, they 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 trust in this wealth. And this is referring to people who trust in their wealth. They trust in their wealth and everything else. And they boast in their fame and everything else. But when they die, it goes to someone else. They can't take it with them. Verse 12 says, but man in his pomp will not endure. And pomp is another word for honor. Man in his honor will not endure. And his own honor will not endure. You ever heard somebody being called pompous? You know, they're they're pompous is because it's, they're they're over honoring themselves, like they like they're just full of it's pride, you know, just overcompensating themselves. Uh, like the scripture says how we should not think more of ourselves than we ought to. And so it says, But man in his pomp will not endure. He is like the beast that perish. Mm. This is the way of those who are foolish, and those after them who approve their words. So not just those who are actually doing it, but those who look at those who do it and say it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you trust in your wealth. Look at what you got. That is the standard of where you are. That is that is what we're looking at. That's the measure. I may not have it myself, but I see you got it and I approve of that. Like you should continue to boast in that. So they're not the only ones foolish. The one who approves them are foolish. They say, say Verse fourteen As sheep they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd. Can you imagine being guided by death? Guided by death. But Jesus said he come to give us life and that much more abundantly. Eternal life. But can you imagine being shepherded by death? Being foolish. It says as sheep they are appointed to Sheol, appointed for Sheol. They belong to they belong to the grave. And the upright shall rule over them in the morning and their form shall be for Sheol to consume so that they have no habitation. But verse 15, but God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol. So man can't redeem us. (laughs) No man by any means can redeem your soul. But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol. Praise God. For he will receive me. Not maybe, not most likely. But he will, and it says, for he will receive me. Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. And I tell you guys, I'm just, I'll just be honest with you guys. Sometimes I look at people in the world and I'm like, man, like they got all this money. Like, man, they, everything they touch seems to be turning into gold. But the text says, don't be afraid when that happens, when the glory of his house is increased for when he dies, He will carry nothing away. Man, he won't. They can't take nothing with them. And so the encouragement believer is that even though we may not have all those earthly riches, but when we die, we will have something to look forward to where they won't. Everything that they look forward to is already past and gone. But we have something to look forward to, someone to look forward to for an eternity, guys, not just for this temporal life, but for an eternity, And it says, for he, when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not descend after him Mm. though. While he lives, he congratulates himself. And though men praise you, when you do well for yourself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers. They will never see the light. So you have those who congratulate themselves. They congratulate themselves and men praise them when they do well for yourself. They praise you for when you do well for yourself but it's not just that foolish person, the foolish one who approves of that way, as well as the one who is walking in that way. But he says, hey, though they do all those things, that glory will not descend after them. It's still true that when they die, they will carry nothing away. And it says they will never see the light. Never. And with scriptures like this, you got to think like this idea that purgatory exists, that when you die, then you will eventually see the light and be able to retry. No, this says they will never see the light. No possibility, no chance. They won't see the light. Never. Verse 20 says, man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beast that perish. And I love this in contrast, guys, where it says this. It says, "A man, verse 12, it says, man in his pomp will not endure. Now, in the first time it says this, it doesn't say in his understanding or without understanding. It just says, man in his pomp will not endure. He is like the beast that perish. But the last verse, the last verse says man in his pomp yet without understanding is like the beast that perish. So this shows us this goes to say that on having honor isn't wrong in itself yet without understanding is like a beast or like the beast that perish. Man, I'm just I just found encouragement in this test, guys, that. Not to look at everyone else, not to judge my situation based off others, not to look at my life and where I am, my status, and all those things based off where others stand, where they are, especially those who aren't in Christ, especially those who aren't in Christ, because they can't take any of that stuff with them. And God is sovereign over my life; He's sovereign over the things I have; He's sovereign over everything. Everything. I'm where I'm supposed to be. I know this is this this is very countercultural. The culture says, "Well, I'm just not where I I'm not where I'm supposed to be in life." Who told you that? Who told you that? You are exactly where you should be. Whether it, whether it be that you're in a bad place that points you to Christ, which is good, or are you in a better place that points you to Christ, that's good. The issue is that wherever you are, you find yourself trusting in yourself and in your riches or your wealth. And not trusting in Christ and not looking to God, the one who redeems your soul. So I just hope this brings some encouragement to you guys in the midst of all this craziness that God is still yet in control. He's in control. And just like Paul says, be content in whatever state you find yourselves in. I know there are some people who are laid off of their jobs right now, who are not being able to go back to work and everything else because of the craziness in the government and everything else. And also those who are trying to find balance between using wisdom and everything else. But I love that the scripture says, I will meditate. My meditation will be of understanding. I will med- my meditation will be of understanding. So I'm praying for, the, I'm praying for you all for understanding and pray for me for wisdom and understanding and all in these times we need it we need it but most important we should trust in the lord to trust in the lord he will direct our way and so anyway i hope that's been encouraging to you remember this world is full of errors but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth blessings